Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show, our theme, Christianity and its relationship to politics and pop culture. For years, I have been writing about and teaching about and broadcasting about the historical revision being taught in America today, well, all over the world mostly, but we're concerned about America because we live in America, by a lot of professors, by a lot of encyclopedia writers, some of whom are even sponsored by Saudi Arabia with an agenda. Although there are variations, the most outrageous story goes like this. You see, an indigenous group of people known as the Palestinians inhabited the Holy Land for the last 4,000 years. The Jews never possessed the land until the 20th century, where they came in swarms, kicked the poor Palestinians out of their homes, and created the aggressive occupying state of Israel. Okay, folks, that's a lie. It's a great big that juicy lie. It's a lie that's believed by practically everybody, even a lot of people that support Israel, accept a good deal of that lie. The truth. Here's the truth. There was never a people called the Palestinians. The very term Palestine was invented by the Romans a few decades after they destroyed Jerusalem and scattered most of the Jews around the world. They didn't scatter all of them. They took some into slavery. They murdered a lot of them. And they left a few in the land, a small remnant of them. But around that time is when we get the word Palestine. Palestine was a Latinized version of the word Philistine, an ancient but extinct enemy of Israel at the time of Rome's conquest. People had known about this enemy of Israel for quite some time. Emperor Hadrian, in the early 2nd century, changed the name of the land as an insult to the Jews. He wanted to rub it in their faces and pay them back for daring to revolt against Rome. And what better way to rub it in than to rename their land the name of their enemies. Now, as a result of Muslim expansion, Arabs came into the land many years afterwards in the 600s. Jews and Arabs were both living in the area when the British ruled the Middle East centuries, many centuries later. At that time, the term Palestinian was used of Jews alone, and the Arabs called themselves Arabs. These Arabs, who had inhabited the Holy Land, refused an offer of the United Nations to have a state of their own, an offer floated in 1947. Why? Because they resented a parallel offer of statehood to the Jews. It was only after Yasser Arafat, an Egyptian, an Egyptian, mind you, created the PLO, Palestine Liberation Organization, that the term Palestinian was used of Arabs in the Holy Land. Then in 1960, Israel defeated Jordan and several other countries that vowed to annihilate her, resulting in some new territories, including Jordan's West Bank, where many Arabs who had fled Israel in 1948 were now living under Jordanian occupation. The world did not manage to complain about Jordan's 20-year custody of the refugees. In any event, the Arabs who had fled Israel were renamed Palestinians around the 1960s. Today, many Muslim so-called scholars and tour guides claim that Jews have absolutely no historical claim to the land whatsoever. And these are tours you can go on in the Holy Land. 
Indeed, they say, there was never even a Jewish temple. On the site of Mount Moriah, where Jews claim the temple once stood, Muslims can proudly point instead to the Dome of the Rock, a beautiful building commemorating the launching pad of Muhammad's flight into heaven. Problem is, there's a lot of other stuff there too. Some walls, some archaeology. Putting aside the fact that this revision contradicts all ancient history. It also bucks heads with the Quran itself. The Quran does not talk favorably of the Jews, no, but it does call them the people of the book. The book is the Bible. The Quran is calling the Bible the Word of God, the Word of God that had been here before the Quran came along to complete it. In addition to its message of salvation, the Bible is primarily a history of the people of Israel. It is impossible to read the Bible and not reach that glaring conclusion. Many retellings of this exact same story are also found in the Quran. My friends, it's kind of frightening to see 1984 fulfilled. George Orwell predicted a time when history would be rewritten, but a good firm cousin of history is archaeology, or history in 3D, as I like to call it. Several walls of the second Jewish temple, built originally under the supervision of Ezra after the Jews returned to Jerusalem from their Babylonian exile, and fantastically expanded by King Herod a handful of years before the birth of Christ, are still standing in Jerusalem, at least the expansion part of it many walls of the expansion part of it. It was quite an experience to both see and touch the Western Wall for myself when I first visited Israel back in 2008. A good deal of this structure is now underground, but on a fascinating tunnel tour, I was privileged to witness the bottom of the wall. Back on top, the walls were enhanced over the years, at sometimes by Christian crusaders, at sometimes by Muslim rulers. Each landlord in possession of this area used a specific kind of building block, Herod's design was distinct from the others, and I viewed the exact same building blocks on a different day of my tour at the Masada Fortress, where Jews held off the Roman army for quite some time before the Romans finally breached their Alamo-type sanctuary. I also walked around an ancient synagogue with Hebrew writing on the floor. Amazing how the indigenous Palestinians managed to create a culture that mimicked Hebrew history in every way. Now, was the truth of this matter news to me at the time? No, because as I said, I had already studied history and archaeology for years and had been teaching about it for years. There are coins that exist today which say Judea, minted from the Roman Emperor Vespasian to celebrate the capture of Judea and the destruction of the second Jewish temple by his son Titus in 70 AD. That happened during the first Jewish revolt. There were a series of these revolts before Emperor Hadrian early in the second century decided he'd had enough. And the term Judea was used by the ancient Roman historian Tacitus while writing about the death of Jesus under Pontius Pilate. Still, studying is one thing. There is nothing quite like actually being there. Ladies and gentlemen, how much of our world news and world politics and national policy from our country and other countries are shaped by this down? right lie and historical revision. We should encourage today's prospective Middle East study students to take a study mission to Israel before enrolling them in the universities. Better yet, just skip college altogether. The trip to Israel will be more than a hundred times cheaper. True, your sons and daughters will go without a diploma, but at least they'll know how to think. This is Bob Siegel making the obvious obvious. Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. 
visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob. 